Hey, welcome today to the Revival Way podcast. I am your host, evangelist, Taylor Michael. Today we're going to pump you up full of the Word of God to get you delivered out of any work of the enemy and to get you empowered and activated to go out and build the kingdom of God with full faith and no hindrance in the mighty name of Jesus. Enjoy. Welcome back on. I'm your host, evangelist Taylor Michael. And today I'm going to give you seven secrets to living a victorious life. Let's get right into it. Now, all seven of these points are going to be taken straight out of the New Testament in the book of Galatians. In the book of Galatians, you see how Paul, in in Galatians chapter 5, emphasizes the importance of walking in the Spirit. Because when we walk by our Spirit, which is God's Spirit, the Holy Spirit, in us, then we don't fulfill the desires of the flesh. That's what Paul goes through in Galatians chapter 5. And verse 16 says, I say then... Walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. What is the lust of the flesh? You can see it's sorcery. It's idolatry. It says that they're evident. Evident things that you're seeing in the world like adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness. All of these things that we see happening in the world. The desires of the flesh that people give so easily into. Whether it's pornography addiction, alcoholism. You name it, it's on the bad list. The things that we know that we feel shame for if we press into. But Paul says that there are steps to be taken to walk victoriously so that we're not a slave to those things anymore. So go ahead and turn in your Bibles now to Galatians chapter 5. We're going to start with the first three verses. Point number one, to living a victorious life. In Christ and by the Spirit is to stand fast in the liberty of the gospel and renounce all law-keeping. It says, starting in verse 1 of chapter 5, Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty by which Christ has made us free, and do not be entangled again with a yoke of bondage. So don't be entangled to the law. Don't be entangled to sin. Indeed, I, Paul, say to you that if you become circumcised, Christ will profit nothing. And I testify again to every man who becomes circumcised that he is a debtor to keep the whole law. So Paul is emphasizing here, don't go back to the religious ways like the Jews tried to, to reach righteousness through the law. It's impossible. When Christ came, he fulfilled the law, so we are no longer slaves to the law, but we are slaves to righteousness by our faith in Christ. So what Paul is saying is don't try to achieve God's love by your works. Just have faith in his son and what he's done. And when you do that, you'll have peace with God. And when you have peace with God, you'll have peace in your own heart. Step number one, renounce that. Get rid of the works of trying to reach salvation by being a good person. It'll never happen. It says in Ephesians chapter 2, We are only saved by the grace of God through our faith in Jesus Christ. When you know that, that you can never earn God's love, that there's nothing you can do to make Him love you more or love you less, when you understand that, 
you will have peace with God. So that's step number one. Point number two. Maintain justification in grace and obey the truth. Go back to verse four with me in chapter five. We're going to pick up here. You have become estranged from Christ. You who attempt to be justified by the law, you have fallen from grace. For we, through the Spirit, eagerly wait the hope of righteousness by faith. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything, but faith working through love. So what Paul is pointing out here is that the Galatians had gone back to this works-based salvation. They had gone back to a point where they tried to earn God's love. You can never earn God's love. It's freely given. His forgiveness is freely given. Come back into grace. Come back into faith. Don't get wound up in trying to conquer sin on your own. You don't have to. Jesus paid the price. The Holy Spirit inside of you will set you free from all of that. Let's pick up in verse 7. You ran well. Who hindered you from obeying the truth? This persuasion does not come from him who calls you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. I have confidence in you, in the Lord, that you will have no other mind, but he who troubles you shall bear his judgment, whoever he is. And I, brethren, if I still preach circumcision, why do I still suffer persecution? Then the offense of the cross has ceased. I could wish that those who trouble you would even cut themselves off. For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For all the law is fulfilled in one word. Even in this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, beware lest you be consumed by one another. So Paul is saying in the second step, the second step is to obey and walk out the truth of the gospel. When you walk out the truth of the gospel from a mindset, a perspective, and a heart posture of love, it is impossible not to have peace with God. So, Paul said that the gospel and the law are summed up in one phrase. Love your neighbor as yourself. When we know how much God loves us, we end up loving ourselves. We love God, and because we see ourselves through His eyes, we love ourselves, and then we love our neighbor. That's why Jesus gave us those two commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. And then, love your neighbor as yourself. So you can't love your neighbor until you love yourself. But we can't love ourselves until we walk this out, and we love God. And then we see how God sees us. And then we love ourselves. And when we love ourselves because of how God loves us, then we can love other people. That is the power behind it. Point number three in seven secrets of victorious living. Walk in the Spirit. Go to verse 16 with me. I say then, walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. We must be led by the spirit. 
And if you want to know how to be led by the Spirit, you can go watch my other video. I'll put it up right here on how to be led by the Spirit of God. Being led by the Spirit of God is the key to fulfilling what is written in the Bible, to walking in love, to obeying God, to walking out of sin, and to walking in the power of a, of a believer, to walk in our full authority. Walking by the Spirit means that we are no longer walking by the flesh. Point number four, be led by the Spirit. What it means to be led by the Spirit is to submit your flesh into your spirit. Your spirit lives in your belly. That's why Jesus said, in those days, rivers of living water will flow from their bellies. That's the Holy Spirit. That's us being led by the Spirit of God that dwells in us, the new holy of holies. So if we're led by the Spirit, we must submit the flesh. We must get away from sin in our lives. We must fast. We must pray. And if you don't know much about fasting and about prayer, I'll put a video up right here as well. If you need to know how to fast and how to pray, how to conquer sin in your life, this video will help you right here. Being led by the Spirit for point number four is essential. It is impossible to walk out of sin unless you can be led by the Spirit of God. Which leads me into point number five. Crucify the flesh with the affections and lusts. Starting at verse 19. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and things like these, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in the time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So what Paul is saying here is Christians, Christians that say that they believe in their heart and confess with their mouth that Jesus is the Lord of their life, if they're walking in these things, then they're obviously lying. They're deceived. So what we need to do is be led by the Spirit of God and crucify the flesh. That is where the prayer and the fasting comes in. That's where we learn how to submit our flesh so that we don't walk in sin anymore. And when we discipline our flesh and submit it to our spirit, then we will walk by the Spirit. And when you walk by the Spirit, then it is no longer you who lives, but Christ who lives in you. Point number six, demonstrate the fruits of the Spirit in your daily life. If you want to live a victorious life, you must see the fruits of the Spirit come into fruition, to press into them, to pray for them, to allow them to flourish in your life. When the fruits of the Spirit grow on your tree, people pick those fruits, and those fruits only bear other good fruit. Verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering or patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such there is no law. When we live a life full of love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control, you can never have too much of that in your life. 
When you live a life like that, people will pick those fruits all day long. And you will be loved by God and you will be loved by people. The seventh and final point to living a victorious life. Live in the Spirit of God. So not only do we need to crucify the flesh, get rid of the sin in our lives. We also need to be led by the Spirit of God. But then we must learn how to live in the Spirit of God. And what it looks like to live a life in the Spirit of God. I'll put another video up right here. And I'll show you how to live a life in the Spirit of God. Verse 24. And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and its desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. The seventh and final point to living a victorious life is to walk by the Spirit of God and never intentionally provoking people to jealousy or getting jealous of other people. When you know your value, when you know who God created you to be, because God has huge plans for you. God predestined you before the foundation of the world to do something great in this life. He's put a call on you. He's put a fire in your belly to spread his word across nations, to lead people to heaven with you when you die. When you grasp that, you will never be jealous of other people. You can still be motivated. You can still be encouraged. You can still look up to people but you'll never be jealous of them ever again. You will be content and happy with who God has called you to be. Those are the seven steps that are necessary for you to take today to live a victorious life. I guarantee you, if you put those seven steps into practice starting right now, tomorrow will look different for you. You will never live a normal life. You will live a victorious life. You will no longer be held down by shame, by condemnation, by depression, by anxiety. You will never be held back by the world. You will only go up and up, glory to glory. You will live a victorious life if you practice those things. So right now, before I get done here, I want to give you an opportunity. If you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, I want to give you that opportunity right now. If you're saying right now while watching this video, Talon, I want to live a victorious life. If that is you, I want you to say this prayer with me right now. You can put your hands up. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 10, if we believe in our heart and we confess it with our mouth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that He died for us, that He rose again and that He is the Lord of our life, meaning that we give our life to him, then we will be saved. I'll tell you right now from personal experience, it's the best decision I've ever made. I got born again three years ago, and I will never look back. Today, you can receive the peace of God, and you can go to bed tonight knowing without a shadow of a doubt that you're going to heaven when you die, according to God's word. If that's you today, I want you to close your eyes with me. And say this prayer. Say, God, I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is your son.
He was born of a virgin. He lived a sinless life. And he died for my forgiveness. Father, I confess with my mouth. I was a sinner. And I repent of my sins. Wash me clean by the blood of your Son. Holy Spirit, I invite you into my heart today to make me a new creation, to sanctify me. Jesus, today I draw a line in the sand. I turn away from the world. And I make you the Lord of my life. In your precious name. Amen. Amen. If you just said that prayer with me, welcome to the kingdom of God. God has huge plans for your life. Make sure that you get yourself a Bible. If you can't get one physically, you can download one on your device. The YouVersion Bible app or plenty of other ones. Get yourself a Bible. Start reading in the Gospel of John in the Bible. In the book of John, look for the book of John and start reading there. And then ask the Lord to open your eyes to the scriptures. Starting today, the Bible will make sense to you in ways that it never did before. And for those of you who don't know me and don't know what I do, or maybe you've been following me for a while, I want to give you an update. Last year in 2020, while most of the world was going crazy, while all of this hectic stuff was happening, the Lord graced me. To reach a hundred million people in the year 2020. And this year, I want to reach 200 million people. So if you would like to help me do that, if you've been impacted by my videos, by my live streams, by my content, if even this video has impacted you, I want to give you an opportunity to help out financially today. I'm going to put on the screen right here a link that you can click to go straight to my website, revivalway.com. Or you can go straight to my Tithely account, which is right here. This link will take you to where you can become a monthly partner today. Even if it's $5, $10, $20. Some people give 100 and some people give more. Whatever you feel led in your spirit to help with this ministry today, we ask that you would do that if you feel so led. And I want to read something to you while I give you an opportunity to be a financial giver today. In the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 9, the Bible says something very specific about people that help out ministers financially. Someone like me. It says, but this I say, he who spare or sows sparingly or gives a little will also receive a little. And he who gives a lot will also receive a lot. So let each one give as he or she purposes in their heart. Not grudgingly or out of pressure, for God loves a cheerful giver. God loves a cheerful giver. So if you've been impacted by my ministry and you would like to help me continue spreading the gospel, I ask today that you would take the next step and become a monthly partner with us. Most Americans are spending $5 a day on Starbucks, but they won't spend $5 a month on the kingdom of God and the advancement of it. Good thing I know that you are not one of those Christians. Today, I encourage you, take the next step. Honor God with your money. 
and ask him how much you would give and press into that. Also, here's a handwritten letter from Nicaragua through a team called Feed the Hungry. You can go find them online on Instagram at Feed the Hungry. And I feed five starving children every single day in the country of Nicaragua right now. If you would like to help me to continue doing that, I would like to increase that number. I want to do eventually 100 kids a day and even more. So any finances that come in right now, any donation of any type right here on the Tidely, or I'm going to put my Venmo, Cash App, and PayPal up as well. Any donations that you make go toward the advancement of the gospel as well as feeding starving children in Nicaragua. So I'm looking forward to you helping us in that area. God bless you. I love you so much. And I pray that the Lord touches your life today. If you gave your life to Jesus after watching this video, or maybe you've just been impacted, go follow me on Instagram at taylan.michael. I look forward to seeing you there. God bless you. Have a great day.